daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Zambrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making the Locked On Rays podcast your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Rays. We proudly have 160 subscribers and would like to see that number go upwards as well. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And we are always taking your emails and comments, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Okay, Ulysses, we're back at it. Player reviews. We still have some more of those to do before the year ends and maybe a couple more after the new year. And today we have one Brandon Lau, or as Joe Buck would say, Brandon Lowe. So that's a really good Joe Buck impersonation, by the way. Brandon Lowe. That's good. That's good. Brought to you by Ford. Is it as good as my Neil Solon's impression? No, your Neil Solon's is number one, baby. That's number one. Brandon Lau, heading first. That's number one. Brandon Lau. Always and forever. Uh, He actually is a good postseason player when you look at it. (laughs) When you look at it this way. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you this. I'm very happy that we're doing this player review uh, on on December. 14th 2021 mm-hmm. i feel like enough time has gone by where we can all as fans kind of look at the big picture so of course this player review is in three parts what went right yes what went wrong and then what is that player's future with the team so let's start with the big picture mm-hmm. what went right well let's look at the big slash line here 247 average a 340 on base with a 523 slugging, an 863 OPS, 39 bombs, 99 RBI, seven stolen bases, uh, an F war of 5.2, a WRC plus of 137. This guy was mm-hmm. an offense juggernaut. Yes, he was. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and we shouldn't. You know, again, we're we're gonna get to everything. Yes. But let's when we highlight the positives, I'm gonna start with this one that I don't think you saw coming. He's a really, really good base runner. Yeah. He I think he's a well-rounded player. He's not just a slugger packed into a five, ten hundred, eighty-five pound frame. He runs the bases from first to third very well, from second to home mm-hmm. very well. He's graded on Earthgraphs BSR 4.9. That is just amazing. Yeah. That is really good. Uh, and when, if, if you want to go traditional stats on how, how well does he run, well, seven stolen bases, one caught yeah. stealing. And base running doesn't just being a good base runner does not mean you have to steal 30 or 40 or 25 stolen bases. You could probably argue that Brandon Lau is a better base runner than Randy Rosarina. Randy might be faster. He might be more athletic, but he might not have as good instincts. He might not cut the bag as well. He might not know the best times to run. So I do give Brandon Lau credit for that for and, sure. And I don't think that 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 part of his game is is highlighted enough. Of course, when you have somebody who hits 39 dingers, yeah, people are going to spotlight that. But 
I want to spotlight the running. And next year, when you're following Brandon Lau, try to see how he cuts from second to home, that, that mm-hmm. third base back, that first to second. Uh, I, I think when you look at clips of, of him running the bases, you're going to notice he that this is a really good part of his game that never gets talked about. Yeah. Um, another thing with the running. Talking about Randy Rosarena mm-hmm. with his grounded into double plays and how awful that was. And not, oh my gosh, you know, how can you get right. nine grounded double uh, grounded into double plays? Do you want to guess how many Brandon Lau uh, hit this season? Uh, probably less than a handful or a handful because I'm just assuming that, uh, he hits the ball. I mean, he's either going to hit it to the outfield or swing and miss. There's not going to be a lot of ground balls, uh, in the infield, I would say. Uh, okay. That, that's good. Uh, and he did go oppo a little bit more this year. Deductive reasoning there too. Okay. Only two grounded into double play. So that's nice. And I, I know when, when, you know, and I've said this before. I hate strikeouts, and I will forever hate strikeouts. Right. But if there, if if there is the binary, uh, you know, world in a binary world where you only get a guy who grounds into double plays but puts the ball in play and strikeouts, well, one out is better right. than two. Yeah, I think Brandon Lau. He's talked about this before. I don't really know if Brandon Lau has a true two strike approach where it's oh, I'm gonna choke up on the bat and right. I'm just going to try to smack it around and get it in play. It's no, I'm going to, if I'm still going to swing hard, I'm still going to try to punch that thing. And if I yeah. miss, I miss strikeouts are a part of the game. It's it, we've become a three true outcome society. Yeah. And uh, a guy that has enough pop in his bat to hit 39 homers on 149 games. I don't know if I really want him to be choking up on the bat and changing right. his approach when he gets to two strikes. So I do understand that strikeouts are going to be a part of the game. There's only so many Wander Francos out there. That's true. There's only so many Jose Ramirez's out there. I mean, if, and, and to put, just to put all this in perspective, you mentioned his, uh, his numbers in war, uh, and, the season he had, let's remember, he got down ballot MVP votes for a second straight year. And he accumulated what? 5.2 war. Yeah. F war 4.7 B war on, on a two and a half million dollar salary. When when, a a win above replacement usually cost a team in the open market, seven, eight, nine million dollars on average. So Brandon Lau on a two and a half million dollar salary played like probably a 30, 35, 40 million dollar. Who are the top second baseman in baseball right now? Brandon Lau's up on that list. I I would think. uh uh, but if you, if you, yes, I he deserves, he deserves more attention as a silver slugger than DJ LeMahieu. I'll tell you that. Exactly. So it, it, when, when you put up, okay, that's a good name. DJ LeMahieu, um, Marcus Simeon, mm-hmm. uh, Altuve. Right. Those top guys are making so much money yes. guys. And, and yeah, they could have comparable seasons to Brandon Lau, but the point of the matter is when he, he's making $4 million in 2022, he's making $5.3 million in mm-hmm. 2023 and $8 million, $8.8 million in 2024. For all of those that want to say, you know what, wrap it up. Yeah. That's really a lot of bang for your buck. A lot of bang. 39 bang mm-hmm. for your yeah. buck. And again, you mentioned the numbers, but – just to put it in perspective again, he led the team in homers. He was second on the team in doubles. 
He was second on the team in RBIs with 99. He was second on the team in walks. Yeah, he was second in strikeouts, but that comes with the territory. He was fourth on the team in batting average. Third, if you don't count Wander Franco, because he yeah. technically wouldn't have qualified. He wouldn't have had the minimum qualification for that. First in OPS. It's insane. Again, if we just want to spotlight one metric, and it's a tr- traditional metric, batting average. Um, batting this average, guy, yeah. It, this guy was hitting 188 yes. June 8th. We have to give him credit for change, for turning things around. We know he's a streaky hitter, and it very well could have been like, man, Last I season. Just, yeah, but he, he flipped it on, on a dime in the second half. And, and, and honestly, post-All-Star game, he hit 291 with a 368 on base, 591 slugging, a 959 OPS. And uh, th- that can just, uh, we, 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 we cannot forget that. I mean, yeah. he really just turned it on. Yes, he's streaky. Uh, a lot of guys are. A lot of guys are, just like you said right. before, they're, they're not a lot of Wander Francos. A lot of guys operate like this. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, their, 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 their yearly quantity is going to be there, but sometimes one, two months is going to be you know dry, really yeah. dry. And that's what happened with Brandon Lau. April and May, I don't think he would wish that upon his worst enemy. No, and uh, a couple other things with Brandon Lau, at least offensively, is... Uh, he was very strong with runners in scoring position this year, and he had relatively even splits home and away. So he didn't have a Willie Adamas disease, if you will, there. And, you know, there, you look at Brandon Lau, 39 homers, and you might think to yourself, man, he, he hits the ball harder than anybody on the team. But that's not really true. I mean, Randy, no. on average, hits the ball harder. Nelson Cruz can hit the ball harder. G-Man Choi can hit the ball harder. But it's he has the ideal contact point and launch angle to and and to be able to maximize mm-hmm. how the ball carries and where the ball goes and you know he he knows okay i'm gonna need to pull the ball to get it over the fence and two i, I i'm gonna dissect two of the things you said number one the home uh, uh home away splits very nice 19 and 20 home runs mm-hmm. an 847 ops to an 879 ops yes it's it's there's a slight split but there is no Willie Adamas split, which you would yeah. hate to have as, as a guy that's going to give you 39 home runs. So that's number one. The second one with the launch angle and the barrel percentage, the barrel percentage is really nice at 87th percentile. Mm-hmm. That is really nice. Uh, launch angle. Uh, I, I remember, I think there were a couple of times where somebody next to him was mic'd up and he actually was talking about launch angle. This is a guy who studies the game. Oh, yeah, he does. If you look at some of his workouts on Instagram, it's very, he's very meticulous. Yes, 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 he's very meticulous. So I feel like this, that is the, the, it kind of gives you an insight on why the Rays really put a lot of money into a guy who had been in the game for 30, 30, 35 games. He was like, you know what? We we believe in in your work ethic. We believe in what you can do. Uh, And and, and that's all good for for race fans. And and I want to give credit to him because I was not very confident that he would be able to stay healthy for an entire season. But the fact that, did he even have an injured list stint? I don't think so. No, but he played 149 games. No, exactly. No, so he couldn't have. Yeah, so, uh, and and maybe he was dinged up here and there. We don't really know that, but the fact that, I'm sure he had a yeah. bruise or two and he said, put me on the line in the lineup coach. Right. Exactly. But the fact of coming from college, what he had to deal with and just, and, and there had been the question is smaller build. How's he going to withstand a full 162? And it's kind of funny because 
he got better as the season went on. I mean, his strongest months were August and September and the very early part of October before things uh, imploded in the postseason, which we will get to on what went wrong with Brandon Lau. We, we, we told one, one side of the story there. We also have to, to tell another side there. But first, we've got to tell you about Fantrax. Fantrax is the most customizable MLB fantasy platform in the industry, offering the greatest fantasy experience for your dynasty, keeper, redraft, and best ball leagues. Create or join a fantasy baseball commissioner league, invite your friends, and dominate your draft this season. It's also the top dynasty fantasy baseball platform in the industry as well. Fantrax invites you to sign up today for free. And if you do, you'll be entered to win an official MLB signed, wait for it, Fernando Tatis Jr. baseball. That could be worth a lot of green Skittles at some point or right now, honestly. So simply go to Fantrax.com slash locked on L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Again, Fantrax, F-A-N-T-R. AX.com slash locked on and use the promo code Tatis, T A T I S, when you sign up to be eligible to win. Again, sign up today to win an official MLB signed Fernando Tatis Jr. baseball. Just simply go to fantrax.com slash locked on and use the promo code Tatis. Today, I want to tell you all about a simple way to get all the entertainment that you love without the hassle. DirecTV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part of it? There's no annual contract. I hate annual contracts, and I know that you do too. So stop waiting and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. I'll say it again. That's directtv.com. Okay, Ulysses, uh, let's get into what went wrong with Brandon Lau this season. And I think uh, for the most part, it's one word. In my Neil Solon's voice, postseason oh i was gonna say playoffs 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 um or tbs the post the post in the post yeah look that playoff drought is real for those that have not yet tattooed his postseason numbers on their chest i'll i'll here they go again 120 plate appearances a 115 batting average 167 on base 257 slugging that's a 423 OPS. That's a Mike Zunino in 2019 plus 2020 that had like, you know, a really bad illness mm-hmm. and still showed up to play. That's what his numbers have been in the postseason. Uh, that is not okay. And he will be the first guy to tell you that. And you can see his body language. If there's one guy mm-hmm. that you can pinpoint that is not having a good time while playing baseball, that's Brandon Lau. That dude honestly might not have a might not. You know what? Who I want to play poker with? Brandon Lau. Because you know when he has a good hand, oh, when he has pocket aces, or when he has a two and a three. I might not know when he got pocket aces, but when he's got a yeah. two and a three, oh, you're going to know it. 
Um, what do you think about my poker skills? And I, you just never know what you're going to get. You're a wild card. I, I've got like seven different pitches. You're like Brett Phillips. You, 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 everybody thinks, oh, he's got no pop. And then you do three grand slams in 20 plate appearances. That's I, you. I throw a curveball on a 3-0 count. Exactly. And it somehow finds its... You don't care. You're like the Joker. You just want chaos, baby. Basically, I love it. Um, so that's the issue. The playoff drought is real. Mm-hmm. And I understand people that really like Brendan Lau. We like Brendan Lau, but it it cannot go untold. This has gone for far too long now. Okay, what's your theory on his struggles in the postseason? Because that is this is now three years of data, including uh, 0 for 18 stretch in this most recent playoffs. Is it a mixture of the big stage and the bright lights? Is it? him getting exposed by better playoff caliber pitchers uh, or maybe some bad luck involved I mean, a little bit of everything. I looked at his at bats mm-hmm. uh, from the postseason. There were like three good at bats and two of them were in the, first you're talking game. about the Red Sox series most recently, not, yes. a, not Sorry. over the course of the uh, 120 yes. plate appearances yeah, from, from the over 18. Okay. I looked at his at bats and three, maybe four good at bats. Yeah. Two of them were in the first game. I think so, his first game, I think the first game set his tone because he actually hit the ball hard. They were just field outs. Sure. And sure. I think maybe he tried to, and after that a little bit, the, and again, I don't want to blame the umpires and say it's the umpire's fault, but there was a no. called third strike on him on a pitch. I think a slider by Tanner Houck that was a couple baseballs outside and that was called strike three. And he was like, what do I do with that? So now I've got to swing at pitches like that. Sure. I'm forced to protect on pitches like that. So maybe he's swinging at pitches he normally wouldn't be in the regular season. So I think there's some of that. I don't think it's a one answer problem. Right. Okay. I think, yeah. Were there maybe calls that didn't go his way? Certainly. Did it maybe go in, in his head? Oh man, it's the playoffs again. I, I can't, I can't go, I can't go over. Right. Oh, and over four, over four, over four. Or, you know, it yeah. just starts to, to mount and, and you can't get out of it. Yeah. That, that certainly can happen. I will tell you something that didn't help him. What Kevin Cash. Okay. Kevin Cash did not help Brandon Lau. He managed Brandon Lau like it was the regular season. You'll, you'll figure it out, uh, kiddo. Mm-hmm. No. You can't do that in the po in the post. Yeah, in the plot, you can't you can't manage a a small five game series like it's a hundred and sixty two marathon, and that's yeah. Kevin Crash's right problem. Which in is the which is funny because he's so quick to pull a pitcher, but, but not a position player in this case. I mean, it's it's unreal, and you know what? And and the audacity to to have him just. Get the most at bats there, and in, in, in the first three, in every every mm-hmm. in every game, yeah, I, that's just unforgivable, really, on, on Kevin. That's putting too much pressure on your player. Just because it worked during the one sixty two doesn't mean that it's going to also work. That that that's not being a helpful right. manager, right there. Yeah, at least in that game four, because game four. That's, any any type of confidence, it, it totally left the building with Brandon Lau. Yeah. Because he I think he struck out three times in that game. And then when the whether it was Eduardo Rodriguez or whoever it was throwing to him, I think he, he faced a couple different pitchers. But when Brandon Lau got to two strikes, 
I, you could have thrown literally anything. Uh, yeah. Fastball up and away, he'd swing at it. Uh, slider, slider at the ankles, he would swing at it. Like he was just, just close your eyes and, and hope for a prayer basically at that point. Like he had nothing in game four. I get it game two, maybe game three a little bit. Game one, I think, was just some bad luck. Like if he hits, if he hits the... Anybody can have a bad game over right. four with two lineouts, of course. Well, I think it was four lineouts. No, no, it wasn't. No, he, he hit four balls. Okay, his, his exit velocity in, in game one, uh-huh. 111 miles per hour, 94, 110, 98. Yeah, he hit the ball. Hit so, the ball. yeah, that can now he was, though. he was, I mean, the, uh, uh, several of them were into the shift into Christian Arroyo, but yeah. I, I, I don't think like 0 for 18, you look at like that is God awful. But if he, if like a millimeter, a centimeter on the bat or at the angle that he hits it at, he, he very well could have gone four for 18 or five for 18. The issue there though, is that he was taking hacks after that game one. Like it was April. Or I May. agree. Yes, he that is completely true. completely left the, 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 the building. I mean, yeah, he, he joined Elvis, you know? Uh, so, so, so that's that Elvis on the toilet. That's what he was. I mean, it wasn't pretty, man. Yeah. It really wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty. Well, he man. slammed his helmet down at first base after hitting another weak grounder to Arroyo and, right field or short right field shallow right field and, and so so this is the the, the biggest problem I, I think obviously that, that race fans are going to 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 spotlight and with with good evidence now now are there other negatives uh, on his game I, I think so i mean obviously he's not a defensive wizard out there i mean i tried to make an yeah. argument uh that he's good defensively every single defensive metric doesn't really like him at all Especially uh, range, DRS, UZR, outs above average. They all okay. are like, this guy doesn't. I argue this, though, um, with Brandon Lau defensively. I think he's, at the very least, serviceable. I don't think he's a bad defender at all. We've seen some very spectacular plays from Brandon Lau. And, but I think some of it, and, and these metrics aren't a perfect science. They're not. Means. I mean, Kevin Goldstein will tell you that. There's yeah. not a great metric for no. measuring defense. Maybe there will be in 10, 15, Hopefully. 20 years. I'm sure the Rays have better proprietary metrics at their disposal. But I think the position that Brandon Lau plays, it's not – I think when he plays straight up second base, he's solid. He, he's fine enough at that. But he moves – he has to move around and a lot. He it's, gets he's playing trouble. short right. He's playing behind second. He's playing as a shortstop. Yeah. So he's having to move around all the time. And I don't know how – uh, if if MLBs or, or baseball savants outs above average takes that into account, well, what would the he he's positioned as a shortstop right now? What is the average short, does the average shortstop make this play or not? Right. Like I I just don't I I just I would just measure him or try to measure him as most I can as traditional second baseman turning double plays and you're you're, you're playing in the dirt a little bit. I think he's just average. Okay, and that's fine for a guy that uh, is going to hit you 39 home runs. Yeah, but maybe. You could turn him into something else, but we're going to yeah. talk about that in, about his future. Yes, we will. After we tell you about stance, maybe that's all Brandon Loud needs. It's a little stance apparel. Uh, look, look good, feel good, yeah. play good, play good. They pay good. I think that's a Deion Sanders quote. Uh, stance apparel represents a radical reinvention of socks, underwear, and active apparel with a sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity. Stance brings an atypical aesthetic alongside some of pop culture's hottest collaborators 
for the ultimate in style and self-expression. We've got the Goonies, Star Wars, The Office, NBA, Pixar, Major League Baseball. Uh, Ulysses, are you wearing your Harry Potter shirt? No Harry Potter today? No, I can't not today. Tell. Oh, that's, not today. that's a shame. You're... you're Gryffindor, you're so you have a Gryffindor shirt, correct? Yeah, I do. Do you have a Ravenclaw shirt? I do not. Do you have a Slytherin shirt? I do not. Do you have a what's the other one? Oh, oh H, no. you got it. They're next to the kitchens, not Hogwarts. That's the Huff. building. Hufflepuff. There it is. Bum. There we go. There Very we go. good. Uh, I'm sure you could get one or many of those iterations uh, with Stance Apparel. Anyway, Stance believes that the perfect fit matters more than fitting in that those who feel good do good go see for yourself register for an account at stance.com and get 15 percent off your first purchase just use the promo code locked on l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n that's l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n at checkout to apply enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with stance all right, Ulysses, uh, we've got Brandon Lau's future with the team. Last I checked, he is still under contract on a very, very team-friendly deal, set to make $4 million this upcoming season. Yep. Uh, I would venture to guess if the Rays are going to pay G-Man Choi $3.2 million and keep him on the team, that they would happily uh, pay Brandon Lau $4 million and keep him on the team. But you never know. Who knows? Maybe the Rays are thinking we can sell really, 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 really high on Brandon Lau. I haven't checked his uh, trade. I, I Maybe I have to go to trade value and type in Brandon Lau and really get creative with that thing. I know that's more maybe. your forte there, but I, mean, uh, I would assume that he's going to be on the roster in 2022. It's a dark hole and it has no subjectivity, but it is fun. Yeah. Uh, so you guys should check it out. Um, look, I, I would be very surprised if... Brandon Lau is now with the race through the 2024 season. Yeah. So I, I think you got three more uh, full seasons with, with Brandon Lau. Again, he's making four mil next year, then 5.3 the next year, and then 8.8 mm-hmm. in 2024. That's yeah. something that I think that is manageable for the race. Now, having said that, after that, I think the Rays are going to be looking for a Snell plus one kind of trade, like, unload mm. give me everything you got who i mean we are gonna pick up that phone yeah and we're just gonna be like okay what do you got oh cole wilcox and francisco mejia mm, okay let mm-hmm. me see what they got oh shane boss for uh, and glass now okay that one sounds a little bit better you know that's what they're yeah. gonna be doing with brandon Lau. uh oh, the, the pirates have them on their do not call list yeah no that's a restricted yeah. number Yes, it is. Uh, and, and I think maybe some of it is contingent or dependent on the development of Vidal Brujan and Taylor Walls, too. If those guys are are tearing it up or somebody else, maybe a Greg Jones or a Xavier Edwards, right. you know, one of the many middle infielders in the Rays can say, OK, now give us your best offer. We're, we're willing to part with this guy and, yeah. and get something really, really good for him. Question, though, on the contract and how much longer he'll stay with the team. Yeah. Um, do you think... He has like contract remorse after seeing what Wander Franco got. I, I mean, mean, we're talking about a five war player that's getting down ballot MVP votes twice in a row here. And here's this 20 year old if you, getting $182 million guaranteed. If, if you don't have, if you're, if you don't feel that, if, if you're Brandon Lau and you don't feel that at all, then my goodness, you need to be the Pope. Yeah. Cause there is, 
you know, no ego there. Mm-hmm. You know, good for you, Brandon Lau. Yeah. But I would, <laughs> I would, the first 48 hours would have been really tough yeah. to process for me. I'm like, really, yeah. man? Even that, Kevin Kiermaier was probably like, what the heck? No, but you know, KK though, I think KK under, understands that. Yeah, because he plays he 90 is. games a year and he gets paid 13 mil. Right. <laughs> uh, Brandon Lau, I, I think, you know, could argue like, man, is Wander ever going to hit 39 bombs? Yeah. Is Wander, how, how, how long is it going to be until Wander uh, hits 5.2 F4? Yeah. You know, this is a good, you know, do you think Wander Franco is going to be a 5.2 war player in 2022? I do. I do, actually. I think he but could he be could a 4.8, yeah. though. He could yeah. be a 4. Point, that still would be a really good one. Right. So yeah. like that. So for him to not feel like that, I think would be really. Uh, but again, I, on the flip side, you didn't have to sign that contract, and that's Nobody, at the end of the day, there's not many people that are going to be able to make that amount of money. Exactly. And you, who knows? Tomorrow you get hit by a pitch in the face, there you, you get in a car accident, and and everything's over. Exactly. So, Same thing with Franco. Yeah. Oh, he didn't get 300 mil. Well, you know, yeah. you know, he got 44. Right. Exactly. So that's good. Uh, now, something that uh, you alluded to a little bit is Brandon Lau's positional future, yeah. perhaps. So in 2021, uh, B. Lau played 133 games at second, 10 in left field, six in right field, uh, three at DH, and one at first base. Do you see the complexion or the percentage of that breakdown changing next year and or beyond? Yes, I do. Okay. I, I mean, in my best case scenario, um, I, I feel like you could really get your own Matt Olson power threat from the left hand side if you turn him yeah. into a first baseman. And I've, I, you know, I've said that uh, since the offseason uh, started. Make Brennan Lau your first baseman. I know he's not the prototypical stature. I know that you want a, a guy who has a little bit more more height on him, mm-hmm. but you would be opening that second base for Vidal Brujan. Which, by the way, they can't just be stocked in AAA forever. You have to make room, right? Um, so I, I would be a proponent on making Bilal a first baseman. Uh, again, he's no Jeff Kent. I, I looked it up. Jeff Kent almost had 400 home runs. It was like 380. Yeah, 377. Still probably won't get in the Hall of Fame though. God, I really hope he does. Um, Bilal already has 76 home runs. That's pop, man. That's pop. Oh, now, yeah. How many can he get in the next three? Hundred. So he, assuming he stays healthy, if, if he stays healthy, he could maybe touch two hundred. I mean, that that's that's first base kind of power material there. You open up a, a lane for Vidal. I would be okay with making that. Okay. Well, and I guess some consideration has to be given to. Uh, we know how often that G Man Choi gets dinged up. If he goes down, who's your lefty first baseman? Maybe that's where they just say, okay, we got to slide Brandon Lau and, over to first because who's your backup first baseman after that, yeah. after G-Man Choi goes down? And, and good point. And also, I like that because now you, with this team-friendly contract, now mm-hmm. you have a first base option for a long time. Yeah. You don't have to worry about that position uh, for a long time in the long side of the platoon. Okay. Now, um, Say that Brandon Lau has another season where he puts up somewhere between four and a half, five war in the regular season, but mm-hmm. he has a disastrous, another disastrous postseason. His fourth consecutive yeah. shoddy postseason. Say he goes, I don't know, two for 22. Okay. What let's, do you do with let's Brandon? Make that, wait, wait, let's make that 
five for 38. So you want the Rays to be in the World Series yeah. or at yeah. least. Okay. <laughs> uh, he, he has the batting average around 115 for right. his 2022 postseason. What do you at that point? Do you just say, hey, you help us a lot. I mean, maybe you leave him off the playoff roster. <laughs> maybe that's what you do. I don't know. Or you, or you take him off after a, guess- a couple bad games because I, I understand the postseason thing, but maybe you don't get in the postseason or get as far into the postseason without Brandon Lau yeah. doing what he does over the course of 150 games. Well, that's the thing. I, I, I think you, it sucks that he just goes completely AWOL mm-hmm. uh, in the playoffs, but you need guys like him to get to the playoffs. Yeah. After that, it's a crapshoot. I mean, after that, you could have a Randy Rosarena who gets you to the World Series. Just one handedly, just mm-hmm. single handedly gets you there. Yeah. So you hope that Brandon Lau is just a regular season guy in the in the worst case scenario. He's just a regular season guy. He'll never turn it on and when the lights are brightest. But there's a Juan Franco now next to him. Yeah. Or there's an Austin Meadows. And there's a Randy Rosarena. Those guys can turn it on. Mm-hmm. But I think it would be very um, red flaggy-ish if Brandon Lau is nowhere to be seen in October next yeah. year. Now, 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 now there's I, – I still can hear a Neil Solons give Neil me an Solons. argument. You know, World Series. Two, World Series. Two, two, two home run day a game. You know, I can't – fine. I'll, I'll be like, okay, all right. <laughs> But <laughs> you're not calling it a post game show. I'd be annoyed. Yeah. Um, but if 2022 is the same thing as 2021 or 2020 for Brandon Lyon postseason, I don't want to hear it from anybody saying, yeah. oh, well, you know, he, he's still, I mean, the, 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 no. And that could honestly, at the end of the day, if you're talking about trading him to a contender, that could be a drawback a little bit. Well, can he handle the big moment? Can well, he handle playing in New York? Can he handle playing in Boston? Can he handle playing in LA? Well, can Carl some, Crawford had trouble. Can yeah, very good. And but you know what? Maybe that's where you trade him to a team that might not be a contender right now, but has the prospect hole. Are you saying the Athletics trading him to the Athletics for Matt Olson doing a little switcheroo there? Ooh, <laughs> no, not not necessarily. But I'm saying like in two years time, yeah, when he still doesn't have any October numbers, right? Well, you know, in Miami Marlins, for example. Right. Somebody like that that could have something mm. of value and you don't and their worry of is he going to make yeah. it to October is not there. Yeah, because nobody goes to the games. Yeah. Uh before we get to Brandon Lau's uh grade for twenty twenty one, quick over unders here for uh twenty twenty two for B Lau. Uh over under hundred forty three games played. Over. Okay. Over under 32 home runs. Over. Okay. Over under 244 batting average. Under. Over under 167 strikeouts. <laughs> over. Okay. Come on. Uh, over under 4.2 war. Over. I, look, I think <laughs> Brandon Lau is going to come out with his bleeping teeth mm-hmm. ready. I mean, what he just went through in October has nothing, yeah. nothing in comparison to, to, to 2020. Like, 2021 was awful for him in October. He doesn't care about the 39 bombs, Kevin. Yeah. He could give a crap less about the 5.2 F4. He cares about that 0 for 18 when his team needed him the most, and he wasn't there. Mm-hmm. He's going to come out on fire. Could the Rays build in some postseason incentives? 
Like if you give us, if you hit above the Mendoza line, we'll give you a, a million smackaroos. From Just do that. Wander Franco's yeah. salary. Brandon Lau goes one for four in game one and tells coach, don't play me the rest of the series. Don't That's play it. me the rest of the postseason. My average because, is up. Yes, it's good. Yeah. It's all good. Uh, okay. Red Sharpie, baby. Red Sharpie. I am going to give Brandon Lau an A in the course, but an F for the AP exam. He's not a good test taker. I think that's what we've learned. God, don't you hate those parents? He's not a good test yeah. taker. Well, yeah. you know, we study harder. You study know. harder. Be better. Buy flashcards. Yeah. Buy highlighters. I, I don't buy into the I'm a bad test taker thing. No. 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 You just weren't prepared. You weren't prepared. Or you didn't care. Yeah. yeah. Um, 100%. N- you know, that, that was a wishy-washy red Sharpie, by the way. Mine was? Yeah, you have to give him a grade for the whole course entirely. Okay, so he's not going to get college credit, but he gets a, He gets an A for the course. That is. People in the YouTube comments are blowing up right now <laughs> saying you are just avoiding I'll give questions. him a 95. What? Oh, my gosh. A five-word is- player on a $2.5 million salary? 87. No. B+. Plus. No. You were not there in the biggest stage. I'm sorry. Well, I'm going to give you an A when you didn't show up for the exam? We we haven't done a we haven't done a player review or a managerial review for Kevin Cash, but what would you, what would you give Kevin Cash in that case? You know that not be manager a, of the year, that, I guess. That's an episode for for, for yeah. those folks out there. No, no, no. eighty-seven an plus, 87. B plus, B plus. Okay, I gotta go back. Somebody's intern McGee, intern McGee, get yeah, over yeah. here. Yeah, text him. God, he's in the toilet with. Yeah, us. he's taking a big you know, know solons right now. Um, <laughs> Can't believe you just said that. Uh, <laughs> and on that, on that note, note, yeah. yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? I lost my train of thought here. I wonder. The why. YouTube comment. No, what I'm going to do is I am going to, or I'm going to have intern McGee after he gets, <laughs> he's clogging the toilet right now. Damn it! Stop. <laughs> oh uh, boy. No. All right. Uh, I am going to go back and see all your grades, uh-huh. or have intern McGee check into it. Okay. I, I don't know if um, let, let me let me try to pick a player. Pick him. If Manny Margot, we haven't done him yet. We haven't if done Manny him. Margot has a higher average or higher grade. higher grade, yeah, than Brandon Lau. Or did, what did you give Kevin Kiermeyer? Kevin Kiermeyer, I gave him an eighty-four. <sighs> okay, I, I feel like you at least had to give Brandon Lau an A minus. No way, an A minus? No way. I know we're including postseason here, but. This this was a whole. Did, did you not see? Uh, oh my god! I uh, led the team in homer, second in doubles, second in RBI, second in walks, second in strikeouts. Oh, oh I had to mention that. Uh, for eighteen. Oh, okay. That's it. And you know what? He's Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. <sighs> you know what? That that'll be the picture. Yes, I will. I'm gonna do a picture for it. I. Okay, if you have a thought on Brandon Lau's grade, hit us in the YouTube comments. Yes. Send us an email, lockedonraise at gmail.com. What would you grade Brandon Lau? What is closer to what is closer to 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 the right grade? 87 or a 95? And this includes regular season and postseason. Yes. So it's it's kind of what how much weight are you putting people on what? Blow our DMs. Blow the YouTube comments. Like, yeah. I want to hear what is closest. To your grade to Brandon Lau. Blow the YouTube comments like Inter McGee is blowing up the toilet right now. Just like that. 87 or a 95. Uh, All right. I want to hear from you guys. All right. Wrap this up. Yes. Let's wrap it up. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Thank you all for making the Locked on Rays podcast your first listen every day. 
Now make your second listen, the Locked On Bets podcast. That is also free and available on all platforms. Uh, tomorrow, we will, uh, I think we'll discuss what the Rays may or may not have planned in Pasco County. And also, it's a play review for Manny Marco yes, as yes, well. Yes. So stay tuned for that. See you all later.